Welcome to the Ketamine Media Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony El Trabani. I'm the CMO and co-founder of Ketamine Media. And today I'm joined by Dr. James Latham of Advanced Wellness and Pain in Scottsdale, Arizona. James. Hello. Welcome to the pod, Dude, brother. A pleasure to be here, man. Absolutely, Thank you for having man. me. Absolutely. So we're live from the uh, ASKP conference in Austin, Texas. I think what this is day three? Day three. Day three out of four. So the last day. How's it been going? It's absolutely amazing. It's my first ever ASKP. Um, this is the COVID comeback year. Yeah. So last time they had their conference in 2019, it was a totally different scene with ketamine. You know, it definitely like wasn't to the mainstream that it is now. For sure. There's definitely more awareness around it. And so here we are, 2022 in Austin. It's beautiful. And I'm so happy to be here. It's a really a good collegial environment. Like you can tell people here, like have a passion for this. Yeah. And we're all just like sharing knowledge and, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. So um, nothing but love here, man. It's very collegial. Like if you're wondering, should I go to ASKP next year? I uh, highly recommend you do it. If you're in this space and you're not, then you need to be. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like, I mean, all of the like connections that are being made here. I mean, we've had um hamilton morris oh from vice he's here right i mean that guy's done so many things for psychedelics just from like a mass media perspective and you know just everyone in the space from people that have you know single location clinics people that have multiple clinics people that are you know doing things a little bit differently getting to learn all the different you know practices that are that are out there and to see what's possible so uh i guess what are some of the things that you've learned since you've been here or have kind of maybe got refreshed on that you feel like have been super beneficial you're gonna be able to take back with you? Well, yeah, being here like to network at a conference and I like to say like your network determines your net worth. Yes. And you know, to, to meet Hamilton Morris, like just uh, so much respect and admiration for him kind of raising awareness around psychedelics and then meeting the other, other CEOs of other companies and like seeing what their model is like and like what them got them into the space, what their spaces look like, how they're optimizing set and setting. Are they doing a whole program versus just the infusions? Um, hearing from some of the greatest minds in ketamine, Phil Wolfson, yeah. uh, you know, Dr. Mandel, um, Sandia. Yeah, uh, we got some like, legends uh, here for yeah, sure. Yeah, legends, man. Yeah. Like these are, it's awesome. Just you gotta be here and just like feel the energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful conference, man. And, yeah. And I guess like I'm a part of it now too. Yeah. So it's awesome, it's an honor and a privilege. Sorry if I'm coming through a little raspy though. Been it's been talking. A, it's this been a weekend. A, it's a testament, it's a like how much I'm yeah. talking. You know, closed mouth don't get fed. You know what I mean? That's so right. that's right. No, you're networking for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, maybe give the listeners just a little background on yourself and your practice, and you know, just kind of tell us what's going on. Uh, so myself, like I'm from Connecticut. Did undergrad in Florida, medical school Arizona, residency Michigan State. I'm board certified anesthesiologist. Have a ketamine clinic in Scottsdale, Arizona. Have two other partners, uh, Dr. Greg Wong, Dr. Deepak Sharma. They're also here behind the video right now. Dr. Wong's right there. Yeah. He probably won't chime in, but any which way. So there are three of us is that trifecta. And this was our COVID pivot. We were practicing as anesthesiologists and then things changed. Uh, a lot of elective surgeries stopped and I knew I had knowledge. I knew I had skills and I knew ketamine was being done already. And I looked at the, the way the environment was and I was like, I think I might be able to do it better. Um, so we opened our clinic and honestly, when I first started, it was, you know, a passion for it, but I didn't know what to do. So I went on to Google, how to start a ketamine clinic, ketamine media yeah. <laughs> popped up, you know, all roads lead to Knoxville. So Knoxville, sign up with Ketamine you, Media if you're debating, you know, trust me, like you find them, it's meant to be, and they can help bring you to the next level. So literally I talked to you on the phone. Yep. I was in my car, sitting in the parking lot, <laughs> talking to you about, hey, I want to do this. And yeah. you're like, well, we know how to do this. So you called the right people. 
sometimes you wouldn't think that the first girl you're dating is the right one is your right. soulmate but you guys were like our soulmate as far as the marketers go and uh, kind of shared our vision and then you know we started out in peoria arizona was in the right location but at the time we needed to go through that experience and hone our craft we're better for it and then eventually moved to scottsdale yeah. and we went all in in august uh, 2021 opened in scottsdale and every month has been a banner month better and better and you lead with your heart. Our ultimate goal is to help heal patients on their healing journey, to provide a powerful medicine, a tool, a catalyst, or as I say, catalyst for change, <laughs> and then have that support team around you. Like, don't think that you can do everything on your own. Cause yeah. like, as a clinician, you want to just concentrate on that. Like, I'm not a marketer. Right. I do have a marketing degree from undergrad, but still like, you guys know how to do that. You know how to do the SEO, the search engine yeah. optimization. You know how to build the website. You have like a great platform called EverPatient where it organizes things for you, right? So the social media posts, like everything, like you need that team and you're only as strong as your weakest link. And if you're weak head of media, Sucks. there's no weak links. Yeah. So. No, I appreciate that. It's uh, It's been awesome to work with you guys too. Like just to see the growth and what you guys yeah. have been able to do and you know, from that first call that we had yeah. you know, sitting in a parking lot, we're yeah. just trying to figure this out together. Totally, yeah. And then now being able to see what you guys have built. I mean, the clinic's beautiful. I think I appreciate the that. The rooms yeah. are amazing. And yeah. I, want, I want you to touch on that too. I know you guys have some different types of rooms yeah. for the treatment. So maybe just touch on what those rooms are, why they're yeah. that way. Yeah, I would love to. So we look at like, you have to optimize set and setting it's so important with the ketamine infusion experience. The, the ketamine is a tool. It's a powerful tool for change, but it's not everything. It needs to be in the right environment. So we have themes for each room. We have five infusion rooms and there's like a progress that, that you go through so that it's like different chapters in the story. So the first room is the wave room. I like to say that a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. <laughs> so you come into that room and realize that yeah. you've dealt with the rocky seas of life and we're gonna smooth it out now. The second room is the cube room where we get to the cube root of your problems. That room, I have the ketamine molecule on the wall. Um, we have all green light therapy in every single room. Green light really resonates with the ketamine infusion experience. Trying out blue, red, yellow, purple, all the different colors. Green is really calming, and it's a great way to enter the infusion and come out of it. So all the rooms also have that green light theme to it. Um, the third room is the maze room with a capital AZ in the middle, because we're in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So then we got a picture of Antelope Canyon and Horseshoe Bend and it has more of the Arizona elements to it. Then the fourth room is the flower room. So the flower of life, sacred geometry, um, that's depicted in there. And I have some Alex Gray artwork, which I'm a huge fan. Alex and Allison Gray, visionary artists, as well as Amanda Sage, also phenomenal visionary artist. So shout out to those three, just so much respect and admiration. And then the fifth room, which is the ketamine masterclass is the space room. So you need to go into the space room to access your inner space and inside you is where most of the answers are. If you wanna get beyond what's really holding you back, you need to go within. And in the space room, you can especially do that. We also have a technology from InHarmony, so shout out to InHarmony Interactive, uh, Craig Goldberg. Shout out to InHarmony. Yeah, amazing technology. Uh, they have a vibroacoustic, meditation cushions, and the sound lounge of the bed. And we work up to that on your fifth infusion um, to have vibroacoustics going while you're also getting the infusion. And with a probably about 90% predictability, we can move you towards an out-of-body experience. And when you can have something like that in a controlled environment, um, it can be truly transformational. Um, it's it very safe, of course, but we call it the cocoon experience. You have the weighted blanket, you're on the bed. Um, it's a magic carpet ride, you know, and we prepare patients for that. That's not ketamine day one. 
Ketamine day one is in the wave room for the most part, and it's getting to know the medicine. I'd rather underwhelm you than overwhelm you, but we really try to approach the application of ketamine from a psychedelic medicine standpoint, from a transformational approach. And it is important to define that word psychedelic because we say it, but psyche, mind or spirit, delic comes from the Greek word delos to reveal meaning or to manifest. So when we're doing a psychedelic medicine with preparation, intention, and integration, then we're gonna get a true transformation and be very mind revealing about what is in our subconscious mind. Like my quote for ketamine is that ketamine can help you get into your mind so you can get out of your head. So I think that's like a big important piece because a lot of people when they're first hearing about ketamine, they're not really sure of what yeah. it is. And like, I think even just a psychedelic experience in general, a mm -hmm. lot of people will get scared thinking you're for gonna sure. see a bunch of things falling down and you're yeah. gonna see demons coming into your face and all yeah. these things like, but it's not really like that. No. You know, it's, it, this is a place where I think what's scary is the fact that you might not have dealt with some of the things that are going on inside. Yeah. And when you go th into this experience, you are now forced to deal with those to things. Go within. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I've heard people say of a bad trip, right? People have mm -hmm. bad trips. Is it really a bad trip? Or Great. is it just an experience that is uncomfortable? And these are very deep dark and important yeah. things that are going on and you're just having to deal with them now. So what's your take on, so on that? That's trip? a great question, right? I, and I encounter this time and time again with patients. So the way I frame it is that there's no good or bad trips. It's a challenging or a less challenging experience. Mm -hmm. And when you approach it like that and you frame it differently, it's not good or bad. All right. So that's number one. And also preparing you for the experience. So we have a partnership with a company called Being True to You. They're leaders in the psychedelic integration coaching space. Shout out to Being True to You. Appreciate you so much, Dean Adamson, Elaine, that whole team, you know. I am a certified psychedelic yeah. integration coach, went through the whole program. So if you're preparing people with an hour session prior, they have our workbook. We co-authored a workbook with them, 30 pages. You also have an audio version of that as well in case you don't learn that way and you want just like the visual and the audio or both. Um, so then we're preparing you, you come in with intention, we spend 30 minutes talking to you before you're gonna start the infusion. Uh, of course, we've already done a full medical history and all these things as well in the background, baselined all your survey scores. So if you prepare people for the challenges, then they'll be ready to meet them. And day one with ketamine is just like an introductory infusion. Yeah. The other thing is to know that this is psychedelics with a stop button, all right? So this is IV infusion. Yeah. You can only offer that level of safety via IV route of administration. Intramuscular, yeah. there is no stop button. So some clinics do do that modality and that's okay. We just, however, really truly believe as anesthesiologists and clinicians in the IV model because we can titrate to perfection and then you do have that stop on, you know, availability. So, so if someone needed to, to hit the stop button, yeah. what's that process look like for them? Like, is it, does it take a little bit for them to kind of come to? Yeah. Or what, what does that so look like? So everyone has a call button. Everyone's on camera in the room and you're on vital signs monitors. You need to have cameras in any room where someone's getting a ketamine infusion for the patient's safety and also for your safety and liability as well. I have a complete objective eye. That's important. So anyone that's looking for a ketamine clinic to go to, there should be cameras in the room. I think that should be a standard yeah. of care. So if they do hit the button and we got to go in there, but I'm also talking them through a meditation and breath work Keditation, as I call it, yeah. for the first 15 minutes. So I know if they're going to have a rough journey or not. Like you can kind of tell them yeah, that at the time. Yeah. But still, if they do push the stop button, push the call button, come in there within seconds, and then I just push the stop button on the infusion pump. You're going to come out of that peak experience in five or 10 minutes. Very yeah. rapid, right? You're going to come out of that if it's intense, 
You also have a crystal that we have you take on your journey so you can ground yourself. I've already taught you different breath work techniques. You have an essential oil to ground yourself. You have a mindful so you can just lift that up and start to look around the room. So you can come out of it pretty quickly. And to get people to really let go, there still needs to be a little bit of an element of control. And that is that control to know that I can stop this and come out of that peak effect. No one dies in the clinic. The only that dies, egos. That's what will die. That's, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Oh. So the infamous uh, ego death. Yeah. Right. What What is ego death? Yeah. What I know we've had a little conversation about it where, yeah. you know, it's is it, you know, a human experience? Yeah. Or I'll let you say it. You say it way better than I do. Yeah, I, I think yeah. like just the word ego death maybe has a little bit of a nego, negative connotation yeah. to it. I like to call it more about out-of-body experience or dissociative experience where you're coming to grips with like, oh, am I transitioning right now from my physical body to something else? So um, usually something I like to ask people you know, before we start the infusions or at some point in time during the course of the six is, this is a good question for any human being, existential question of life. Are we human beings having a spiritual experience right now or are we spiritual beings having a human experience? I tend to lean towards the latter. So if we're spiritual beings having a human experience, then I'm energy, I'm spirit in human form. So then in this human form, I have to learn my lessons through basically healing my states of suffering. So in an infusion, if I go out of body and leave my corporeal form in astral project, and I become energy, then that is like the NDE. Yeah, would you say you have to do psychedelics to understand what you're saying? I think you could have a traumatic accident and then you know survive it and have a similar situation because they do say those near-death experiences um, or tends toward the end of, end of life, you have a, a DMT surge in the pineal gland. This is what's, what's thought to happen. And then we all know DMT is a very potent psychedelic yeah. compound. Um, so anything that's living, plants, animals, has DMT in it, the spirit molecule. Check out that documentary if you haven't heard of it. Um, so that's what's kind of happening in those types of situations. Like say you get in a, a car crash and you're like near death and you have an out-of-body experience or near-death experience, then that's likely the DMT that is potentially mediating that. I mean, as far as our human understanding, yeah. really, like who knows? That's the thing. It's like we still don't know so much about this. Is this true, yeah. It's, so, it's still so, so early. I mean, I got into this space in 2018. And since 2018, I mean, this space has just tripled, quadrupled. Exponential. It's, it's unbelievable. And from the amount of clinics, the amount of people, the search volume as well, right? Because we're seeing all of that. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing, seeing all the yeah. numbers of, you know, how many people are actually searching for ketamine treatments, ketamine clinics now yeah, yeah. in comparison to 2018. And the numbers are just completely different now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been awesome to see it yeah. grow so fast but at the same time we really still don't know a lot you know i mean that's why we're here at the conference exactly, we're trying yeah. to learn there's so many there's so much research being done studies that are being done yeah. you know i think mdma is on its way uh, in 2023 and that'll be used as well and for a treatment and then psilocybin is supposed to be coming in 2025 those are hopeful hopeful yeah. right i mean obviously they have to get through the trials and and get yeah. approved but it's uh like what where do you see this going? Like, yeah, what do you yeah. think is possible? Well, I mean, it's a very exciting time. Um, it's definitely a privilege to be able to provide what is kind of considered the only legal psychedelic medicine right now, ketamine. And I think if all those psychedelics are are legal, I still think ketamine has its place. The way I look at it is you can acutely stabilize someone. The house is on fire. Mm-hmm. How are we going to put that house fire out? Ketamine is one of the ways in which to do so, especially for acute suicidality. 
Um, it's that reset button, right? Shout out to Sam Coe, Reset Academy, yeah, reset button. Sam. He knows, if you know, you know. Um, and also the more you know you don't know, yeah. the more you know in life. So we're here to learn, right? No one has all the answers. Ketamine is just part of the puzzle. It's not a magic bullet. It's not a panacea. I'll be the first to admit that. However, it's another tool in the toolbox. And it's a very important tool in the toolbox. We've given SSRIs, you know, other mood stabilizer medicines, plenty of time. Prozac came out in 1986. So you're talking over 30 years now you've had to see if that was the way to, to you know, treat depression. Yeah. And it's a Band-Aid. I look at more of the psychedelics as a way of healing versus a Band-Aid. So I'm excited for a time when you're able to stabilize the ketamine and then maybe that next month you're going towards microdosing with psilocybin possibly, maybe doing a deeper journey depending on the patient and the, you know, what kind of, um, you know, basically diagnosis or symptoms we're trying to treat. And then maybe going towards MDMA as well and for the empathogenic effects. And so, in, you know, I really I'm most excited for IV DMT. I think we're very long, far away from that. Yeah. But I think that would be phenomenal because then you could probably give a, a pretty consistent spiritual or mystical experience. And then it's rapidly metabolized. And that IV, I'm an anesthesiologist. I really prefer the route of IV administration because the degree of titration and you can change it in the moment. Yeah. Whereas if you ingest something orally, you know, psilocybin is a deep journey, yeah. six to eight hours MDMA, six to eight hours, you know, depending on the dose. And there's no stop button in those situations. You wait it out, so, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's gonna be very expensive therapy yeah. as well. Like people think ketamine's expensive now. Um, they're talking in the lecture, you know, fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars for a complete series of MDMA or psilocybin, yeah. you know, therapy with the medicine. So that's gonna be out of reach for a lot of people. How do we make this more accessible yeah. to those that are economically disadvantaged? And then there's a higher propensity of mental health issues in those that are socioeconomically disadvantaged. Yeah. You know, we, we need to look for ways to do that as well. But we're here to learn, discuss. I was going to say the collegial environment of ASKP3 is amazing. Like, so just so much admiration and hats off to like them for putting this on. I know yeah, Sandia Prashad, a huge part of that. So I know they've been... Uh... We've, we've been working with ASKP for a few years now, yeah. and I know the work that, uh, at least a little bit of the work that goes into making this conference yeah. happen, and, and hats off to them. Thank you, ASKP, for, for having you. us and uh, for putting this all together. Pardon the interruption. This podcast is presented by Ketamine Media, the first digital agency to help ketamine clinics grow their practice through a vast array of digital strategies. We do everything from website creation and management, SEO, paid advertising, social media postings, blog postings, and everything else in between to help your practice be the best that it can be. If you are a clinic owner or are thinking about starting a clinic, we encourage you to visit our website at www.ketaminemedia.com and reach out. We look forward to speaking with you. Now back to the program. So on the microdosing topic, yeah. do you think that do you think at one point in the world that most people might end up actually microdosing? I don't know about most people in the world, but it depends what country we're in, if it's in legal or not. Let's just talk about the United States. Yeah, United right? States. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, let's look about it. Uh, it's natural, right? It's from the earth. Like, psilocybin mushrooms has been grown before humans ever existed. Um, there's a stone dave theory, Terrence McKenna. You know, who knows if that's true or not. Yeah. But I think it's very interesting to examine that. And maybe it, it, there's some truth to it, potentially. Like, what catalyzed the change in human consciousness? Like, think about it. We're the only animal that cooks its food, puts fire to its food. Right, we're the only animal that we know of that knows of its mortality. Yep. What happens next? I don't know for sure, but I hope there's a next after this. So in this life, we need to heal our states of suffering so you can evolve your spirit for what is next. Mm -hmm. So as far as microdosing, you know, it just depends on the person. Like, where are they at in their healthcare journey? You know, whether they're trying to battle treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, 
PTSD. Um, I will say in my own experience with ketamine, I think it works the best for depression and PTSD um, and also like acute suicide. Microdosing? Well, no, ketamine, ketamine, but okay. then to go back into microdosing, sorry, I'm a little tangential, no, I jump good, around here. <laughs> microdosing, you know, may, say you've now done another psychedelic, like ketamine legal and you're stabilized yeah. in, are we going to pretend that it's legal? Like say we're in Vancouver now and you have right. access, you know, yeah. or you're in Oregon where it's decriminalized and you have access. Um, What's the whole thing? And what is the whole thing? I'll let you finish your thought, yeah. but decriminalization, like... It's not the same as legalization. Right. Yeah, and it's not the same as legal in a medical model either. So there's different layers to this, but it's got to start at that decriminalization level before you can get to the next level. It's okay. like, look at cannabis, right? Really great example there where it was decriminalized first and then it became like legal medically. Yeah. And then it's, you know, essentially legal recreational, depending on what state you're in. I'm in Arizona, so it is legal recreation comes down to money. They generated over a billion dollars in the first year of cannabis being legal recreationally in Arizona, over $200 million in tax revenue. Wow, right? Alcohol is legal because right. they generate a lot of money. Right. But back to the yeah, microdose. Yeah. We could go so, yeah, down a whole I, rabbit hole. I, I could talk, talk for hours on yeah. this kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, I love it. I'm very passionate about it. Hopefully that kind of comes through and resonates. But uh, as far as like microdosing psilocybin, number one depends on the strain, but also in general, you know, you want to do it for a short period of time. So whether it's like 100, 150 milligrams, do it like, you know, two days in a row, day off, two days in a row, day off. Like, so you're building up tolerance to it. And if you can go that route, maybe that's another way to help enhance the neuroplasticity that's happening. Um, I'm excited in the future if they can find out that psilocybin will help with traumatic brain injury. That's something I look forward to, like kind of seeing that potentially happening. And wouldn't that be interesting that if you look at a psilocybin mushroom, the cap, look at that as the brain, the stem, look at that as a spinal cord. That's the central nervous system, right? And maybe that helps the central nervous system, neuroplasticity. Like nature is, you know, right there in front of us, but we got to complicate it as human beings. You know, examples of this, take a carrot, cross section, looks like the back of the eye, the retina. It's good for your eyes, you know, vitamin A. So it's interesting, you know, that there's things in wow. nature. Walnuts, <laughs> I've never noticed that Walnuts before. look like a brain. Right? Yeah, it's good. It's good to make, isn't it? So you look at things like this, like nature has given us a lot of the answers and it's right there, but we want to complicate things as human and we want to get people to take a pill every day. I don't like that. Like I'm a Western medicine doctor, yeah. but with anesthesia, I don't prescribe. I administer, you know, so that I can like not get you. I don't want to get you hooked on ketamine. I want to get you hooked on a new daily practice. That's the equation. I'll close with that and give the yeah. mic to you is that it's ketamine plus a daily integration practice that leads to a conscious transformation. That's a key element. If you don't become, you gotta integrate in order to become great. You know, that's the key. Right, right. So one thing, cause you just mentioned like people taking pills, right? Yeah. I think there's, as I've, I've been in this space, I've learned um, FDA approved doesn't necessarily mean the best. Of course, for sure. Right? Yeah. So FDA approved means that it's covered by insurance and you can you can basically well they went and them. did clinical yeah. trials yeah, they paid got literally approved. hundreds of millions of dollars right. to have that indication to say on label to put an indication on the bottle yeah oh they say around 30 percent of medicines are used off label with great success like ketamine is being used off label and it is uh, i think at this point like to say it doesn't work for things and it's off label and it's experimental yeah. is just blatantly wrong it's wrong so like they should be covering it because ultimately like comes down to money right so you know, the insurance companies are profit driven, but if they looked long term instead of myopically or short sighted, then you would see that, hey, if I stabilize someone and they're not having repeat psychiatric hospital admissions and they're not using medicine all the time and taking a pill every day and all the different things like say you're an SSRI and you gain weight, 
and I started to have cardiovascular issues and diabetes, right? And you have anhedonia and, or, you know, or like lack of sex drive and all these things like get the brain zaps, like that's going to affect your quality of life. And now if you're going for a couple of hospitalizations, right. say in a lifetime, that's going to cost a lot of money. So you would actually save money potentially case by case basis by allowing people to have access like through their insurance for ketamine and don't deem it experimental. I mean, it's FDA yeah. approved as an anesthetic in 1970 that happened. Well, the thing too is like you have Spravato, which is FDA approved. So yeah, what, yeah. it's half the molecule of ketamine. Correct. So exactly. So that really Where is a Where does that make sense? That. I yeah. don't think it does, but. Exactly. So we use racemic ketamine, R and S, different isomers. Basically think yeah. right hand is the R, left hand is the S. And then basically Jansen just took the, the left hand, the S isomer, and they were able to patent it. So when you patent something, now you have protection. You can have a monopoly on the market, and you can charge a crazy amount of money for that. And they own that it medicine. for ten years, right? I believe. Uh, so, yeah, around there, I believe, yeah. like ten years yeah. at least. And um, it's expensive, and like, you know, that might be a good route if someone can't afford ketamine, but they have insurance and they've already met their deductible. That's a whole other topic. But a lot of people have really high deductibles, yeah. so you're paying out of pocket. So yeah. it's not like insurance is covering everything. And that's the biggest thing. I think that the space is, it is the biggest thing yeah. that the space is missing. It's just the insurance coverage because yeah. you think about mental health, depression, anxiety, and then also chronic pain as well. Yeah. Like I've, I've dealt with anxiety, right? It's not nothing you know out of this world, but just you know minor anxiety. And it does get you to a place where it's hard to go and do something sometimes, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you do just want to lay in bed all day and you don't know why you want to do that. Yeah. Right. You'll and never I'm, get better just laying in bed all right. day. I promise you. Exactly. That. And so, you know, we're on Like there's people that are unable to afford this. Yeah. When not a cure, but when the closest thing to it is available to them yeah. and they can't receive it because they don't have the money to afford it. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That is awful. It's I mean, awful, it's, yeah. it's, it's inhumane to me, right? It's, we, we have the drug. Well, especially if they're already paying for insurance. Correct. Like say for instance, I pay over $1,400 a month for a premium yeah. for me and my wife, and my son, and my deductible is $7,000. That's in, but if I went and, and had a mental health issue and was going to do ketamine, I have to pay out of pocket to get it done. That's crazy. Yeah. It really is. It's less like, how do we fix it? I don't have all sad. the answers. I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think it's, it is the things that we're doing now. It's getting the data. Ra raising awareness, having talks right. like this, right? Right. Pushing the needle down, right? Like, it's, we do have to take a chance and we do have to stand up to all these companies and we have to fight for this because yeah. it is what's best. In my opinion, it's what's best for the world. It's what's best for, you know, human beings in general. At least be able to get access to it. You At know, least. Yeah. I mean, and look, if it doesn't cover 100% of it, let's cover something. Some of it, exactly. Let's start. Yeah. Let's just let's get somewhere. Halfway. You know, I, I, I think of all of the um, first responders, the veterans, yeah. struggling from PTSD who are fighting to support our country and risking their lives to, for our freedom, for us to be able to do all the daily things that we do. Mm -hmm. And they come back from overseas and they, they can't get help. Yeah, I want to touch on that for a please, moment. Yeah, so please. we just did complete a study for first responders uh, with PTSD and the application of ketamine in our program. And that's something that is also unique about us is that it's a program. It's not just the infusions itself. And so we had 31 first responders, uh, 28 fire, or 29 firefighters, two police officers, and had a 86% success rate following about 120 days and defining success by a greater than 50% reduction in PCL5 scores, which measures PTSD. And we want this to be a tool that is available to first responders. There's literally only two drugs that are FDA approved for PTSD, Zoloft and Paxil. Guess what? They don't work for a lot of people. They're SSRIs. They have a lot of side effects to them. Let's add this tool to the toolbox. 
ketamine to help our first responders, our veterans, to serve those who serve is truly an honor. And so we just completed that study, presented to a firefighter union conference. That's awesome. And we're trying to move that needle. We're trying, but that's the crazy part is it has to start at that union level so that they can kind of make demands and then maybe change the city yeah. and then change the state yeah. and then change other and states. And that's when it starts, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, it's a chain reaction of, exactly. of getting that first one across the board. So. You got to start somewhere. We, we sponsored the first five firefighters we did the entire treatment for free yep. and then being true to you also did the first five first responders all the integration coaching yeah so like just we appreciate them so much that partnership like you're only strong as your weakest link no weak links yeah. when you got being true to you academy media you yeah. know no and the thing is too it's like i love that's what i love about this space the people yeah. in it is i have heard of so many clinics sponsoring treatments yeah for patients, for people that really truly couldn't afford it. Yeah. And it's not always the clinic that's, you know, doing two million, three million in revenue. No, it's it could be a clinic that's doing a few hundred thousand in revenue, right? Not making a ton and ton of money, but they're here to help. Yeah. And they want to give people the opportunity to to find relief. And uh it just it feels good to know that there's really passionate people that truly do care about the well being of, of humans. Yes. And we're and leading here with to hearts. Help. You lead yeah. with your heart. And the rest will figure itself out. That's the number one goal here is like helping humans on their journey, their healthcare journey to heal and then provide them a safe space and a powerful tool in which to do so. Yeah. Yeah. It's an honor and a privilege. It really is. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I would have never have known like a few years ago working as an anesthesiologist, I would be in this realm. Like I said, it's our COVID pivot. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, here we are. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's cool to be a part For of sure. this. Like, it's, we're, I feel like we're at the, the cusp. Of it's getting there. Taking it's off, getting there. You know? Yeah, I think the next the next five years are Definitely going to be years, huge yeah. for this space. Instrumental. And I think the I think the whole world's going to really see what psychedelics can do and how it's going to be used moving forward to to treat. So definitely, yeah. I mean, as far as like saying like people sponsoring infusions, like yeah. you kind of need to do that. Like you know, put your money where your mouth is, and that's why we did that and sponsored those first five firefighters. And also just to note, like. Thank you. We played the Academy Media Trivia game. Yeah. We won. And then we are sponsoring with what the proceeds are by winning that. Uh, one of our first responders, basically, we're going to have a raffle for that. But one firefighter will go through our entire treatment program thanks to Academy Media. So I, I appreciate, appreciate yeah, you guys no doing problem. that. And, and we won. Dr. Wong won. Yeah. It's got W-O-N, won. Yeah, a little so. background. We had a little trivia, Academy Trivia game uh, here during the conference. And the winner... Uh, would get a treatment series for a patient of their choosing sponsored by ketamine media so uh we're happy to help we're glad we get to Thank help you. glad it's a first responder as well so thanks yeah. for doing that so i know we gotta we gotta go but yeah. anything you want to tell anyone oh man so many things what you know, you, what, so many what's something that you want to that you want to say right now like what what's important okay i'll just i do this sometimes i'm going to close with my ketamine integration poem okay okay yeah, yeah let's do the poem so. <laughs> I really believe in integration a ton, right? And I came up with this poem after I've completed Being True to Use Psychedelic Integration Coaching Course. So in order to become great, we must integrate. To integrate something is to make it whole. Do not fear the K-hole. Rather, think of it as the K-hole with a W. To evolve your paradigm of associations, look, the K-hole is actually dissociation. Don't be afraid of dissociation. We got you. Advanced Wellness of Pain, Scottsdale, Arizona. You can find us on social, you know, Academy Media. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Anthony. A doctor, a poet, <laughs> a rapper. That's next time. He's got yeah. the raps coming next uh, time. Next time, no. next time, part two. K2, K2. K2, K2. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate Thanks you as well, coming. man. Yeah, thank you. See you guys.